Hi, I'm Julie. And I'm Lisa. Welcome to Two Sober Chicks. We're so glad you're here joining us in the studio once again today. We've got our tea. We hope you have your cup of tea. We've got Eddie and we feel sad that you don't. (laughs) Eddie's my chihuahua. You can see him on our Facebook page. We put a little video of him up uh, in the studio today. He's really a... um, Eddie's a rescue dog, and he didn't really used to like people, but he's quite drawn to Julie, and he's sitting up on the couch right next to right Julie. Right beside me. Yep. He's, he's just with happy. you. Yeah. We've lit our candles, and we're ready to go for today's podcast, so thanks a lot for joining us. Don't forget, if you have a topic suggestion, you can always email us at the number two, soberchicks at gmail.com. If you're looking for some inspiration, Julie does an amazing job on our Instagram page uh, with these beautiful memes and photographs and inspirational quotes. Um, and I told my sponsor, Luke, that you had dedicated one to him. He doesn't do Facebook or Instagram or anything like mm-hmm. that. So I had to copy it and send it to him. Aww. The one about um, unsedated recovery equals unsedated reality. Yep. So I think he kind of was touched a little bit. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. So that was nice. All right. So um, one of our topics that we decided to talk about today was actually generated from a listener email. And uh, the topic is... When someone's faith in God is shaken... For example, due to death or tragic events, what do you say to them or what do you do or how do you proceed? Mm-hmm. That's how, a really good question. How do they get it back? Especially when we consider that um, the whole basis of our recovery relies upon uh, reliance upon something greater than ourselves. Mm-hmm. So if all of a sudden you don't have that faith in something greater, uh, it might make your sobriety and recovery a little bit shaky. Yeah. For me, I always wonder if someone blames something on God, then do they attribute the good stuff to God? Like, how does that struggle go? And I find more people blame God than man for something that's happened because of something man's done. Like, all of a sudden, the responsibility isn't on the person. It's on the deity or on the higher power or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, I had to learn real fast that if I'm going to treat God like a person I'm in a relationship with, where it's just like, I sometimes I trust him, sometimes I don't, sometimes I blame him, sometimes I don't. Like, that's not faith for me, personally. Because faith is not a feeling, it's a choice. I choose to place my faith in God. Step three's made a decision. And it comes after came to believe, which is the way it works, one, two, three. But you have to make the decision. I understand when someone is like, I don't trust God. Fuck God. I can't because I've done that. Mm -hmm. So I'm not speaking from someone that's like had this beautiful relationship the whole time. I've done that where I've broken up with God and I've been like, (laughs) fuck you. And I'm not talking to you and I'm not even thinking about you. Yeah. But for me to live, I can't do that anymore. Because my whole life is based on my relationship with God. Yeah. So I do get it. When something, you've witnessed such horrors that you're like, like there can't be a God if this has happened. I understand that. Yeah. And it doesn't make sense. I think we try and make sense of things. Full understanding mm-hmm. is not our business. It may never make sense why that person died of HIV or that guy died of alcoholism and I haven't. Mm-hmm. Or why I got divorced and someone else did, or whatever. Why the case somebody may has be. a healthy child and somebody else loses their child at childbirth. Yeah. Or stillbirth, or three months later, you know, crib death. Yeah. Horrible. Why a friend of mine was in a horrible car accident where his wife was killed instantly, and he's now being charged with all kinds of counts of manslaughter when he just did what so many of us do on the road, just passing someone. Mm-hmm. So it's like. Yeah. Why? I don't life, know yeah. why. 
I like what you said there about making a decision. And uh, so the question again is, what would you say to people or what would you do when your faith in God is shaken? Yeah. And I think for me, it's like with everything in this program that I have been taught, when I'm feeling like I don't want to go to a meeting, that's when my sponsor says, then you should go to a meeting. When I'm feeling like, ah, uh, I, don't, I don't think I can take on another sponsee right now. I don't want to sponsor somebody, but somebody's asked me, that's when I need to say yes. I need to take on that because uh, obviously there's something... I, I believe my higher power is saying, I think you need to work with this person for whatever reason. I don't always know what the reason is. Yeah. Um, so it is a decision. So I, I choose sometimes to do the opposite of how I'm feeling. So if I'm feeling like my faith is shaken in my higher power, then maybe I need to double up on whatever it is that will restore that faith in me. Yeah. I think we talked about just a couple of days ago at that point of maximum resistance that's when you have to push through because that's where the miracles are they're just on the other side of the fear and the resistance and you have to push through I really believe that when you're in a valley it's because you're meant to launch up to the mountaintop so at the point where you don't believe in God push through at the point where you want to share at a meeting but you're terrified push through and share the point where you need a sponsor but you just can't even think about going to ask someone to sponsor you go do it yeah we talked to a bunch of women in uh, in recovery at one of our service meetings and that topic came up and yeah. that's where you talked a lot about that about pushing through the fear yeah. um, because that is that it's common and I think it's important too to remind people in those moments you're not alone you're not the first person that's had those thoughts mm -hmm. so if you have the courage to do it in fear um, and reach out and say this is how I'm feeling or you know I know I need a sponsor but I'm afraid to ask but I'm gonna do it anyway will you be my sponsor yeah. yeah that's the first step you have to do it and reminding yourself you've probably done things a thousand times harder than this and knowing when you look back in your history going okay yeah well that's true if I could do that over there then I can do this right it's yeah. a matter of just it's like my pastor wrote a book called crash the chatterbox and he talks about whether you're christian and you call it the enemy or whether you refer to it as your ego or your addiction you have to confront that little chatterbox that's always telling you negative things like you can't do this that's too scary let's not go there <laughs> yeah confronting all the time um something else about what was it god and when your faith is shaken due to death or tragic events death yeah so um, I have had this feeling too. I have had that experience when I first started and was told that in order um, to recover from this hopeless state of mind and body, then that was definitely something that I was gonna need to develop was a relationship with a higher power, uh, a reliance upon something greater than myself. And I really didn't think that that was possible for me. Mm -hmm. And I felt really hopeless for a long time. Mm -hmm. um, and part of that was because of things like people died when I needed them and I I was like I was devastated by that um, and you know it, it and now I look back and think wow it, it really wasn't that difficult to understand for me um, it was at the time and then I had to go through all this stuff to get to where I am today um, what am I trying to say all of a sudden somebody said or I you know I came to the conclusion or I heard or discussed it with my sponsor somewhere along the way I heard um, the phrase death is part of life yeah you can't have one without the other yeah there is an end to this physical form there is an end to this physical life just like a flower 
you know, a seed is planted, it blooms, it grows up, it blossoms, and then it wilts, and then it dies. With animals, you know, animals come into our life for a little while, and then eventually they die. Relationships. Relationships, exactly. Jobs, everything. There is a season, there is a reason, um, and there is an end. There is always an end, Mm -hmm. you know. It's not just a circle where it just keeps going around and going around forever. So that that helped me too with my... um, I stopped hating God because there was an end to life. Yeah. Which is a start, right? You don't have to love God. The step before that could be, I just don't hate him or her anymore. Yeah. That's fine. And then also the other part that was important for me was accepting that um, maybe I would never know what this thing was. That's the hardest part ever. Yeah. Um, And my sponsor says something. He says it way better than I do. But it's something like if God was small enough to understand, Mm -hmm. then God wouldn't be big enough to be God. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. And that, that in its twisted way, made sense to me as well. Yeah. I need something to be bigger than me. You know, um, something that has created all of this is obviously going to be bigger than I could ever fathom. So let go. I just, okay, I don't need to know what it is. All I need to do is try and be willing to believe. And trust. Yeah. That's it, trust. You can't let go unless you trust or you have like a seed of trust. Right. Like that exercise when you're with, I don't know, some training group and they, trust make, you, and they make you stand behind, you know, behind somebody else and the person in front of you has to fall back into your arms. Nobody would ever get anywhere if they didn't have that little seed of trust and start yeah. to fall backwards. I think anybody that walks into a meeting of Alcoholics Anonymous or Narcotics Anonymous or Cocaine Anonymous there is something there that says maybe this can help me and that's hope and that's faith just a little tiny bit all you have to do is get in the doors of that first meeting and everybody helps you do the rest but that little tiny step sometimes feels like the biggest step you could ever take one of my dear friends um and i think this this guy andy he really helped me with um accepting death as a part of life uh was when he was dying of um, a brain brain tumor, brain cancer. He'd had a couple of surgeries and, and the tumor just kept coming back. And uh, as he was getting near the end, I'm sitting there crying and he's not. And my question to him was, and I love that he allowed me the opportunity to speak honestly and openly and ask him this question because it changed my life. Mm. And the question was, aren't you angry with God? You've you've only been sober for X many of years. You just met your, you know, you've been married. You finally found love. You finally found a beautiful relationship with somebody else in sobriety. And you guys have this great relationship. And now you're going to die. Aren't you angry that you didn't get enough time? And he looked at me and he very peacefully and he said, well, if not me, then who? I love that. And that really like floored me. Thank you. Thank God (laughs) that we don't have to make that decision. Yeah. We get stuck on why me and we never think, well, why not me? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and who knows what someone's path is or or the process, right? Um, Maybe in losing something or losing someone, something else wonderful happens to us. Or we develop some sort of strength that we never knew we had. 
Yeah. And at the end of the day, it is, you know, you just don't know. It is part of life. Yeah. I, don't I know. know because I got divorced, I value and respect and cherish marriage more now because I'm not married anymore. And I took it for granted. As much as I loved my husband, I took it for granted. Mm -hmm. And I have vowed to myself and to God and to whoever this future man is, like, I will never take you for granted because I know what it's like to not have that anymore. And when we lose someone, it's like all of a sudden we love the people in our lives more. And so it's the way it works in life. You have to have loss usually to have gratitude. You have to understand loss to have gratitude in Mm -hmm. any way. Yeah. It's like... um winning you don't really understand how awesome it is to win if you've never lost <laughs> this is why i don't like this whole everybody gets a gold star society we live in <laughs> yeah i know like because it's not reality no, it's you're not. not always going to get the promotion you're not always going to get the chick you're not always going to get what you want but if all you ever did was received accolades for a minimum amount of effort in your life and then all of a sudden you're out in the real world you don't have the tools to survive properly no to everything will it. be devastating and piss you off. Yeah. Um, the other thing I was going to say, so what we're talking about, if you're just you're just like picking up in our podcast halfway through, um, is we were talking about a question that somebody has had about um, what do you say to someone who's lost their faith in God or their faith in a higher power due to whatever, death or whatever. And another thing that just popped into my head um, was what's it like without that faith? Hmm. So... How's that working for you? How's kind that of a working thing? for you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's that feel like? Yeah. So you've decided because of whatever the tragedy is in your life, I no longer have faith in a higher power. I don't believe in a higher power. I don't believe in God. How does that make you feel? Just sit with that for a minute. Ruminate, meditate, mm-hmm. breathe, and ask yourself, does your life feel better? Or do you feel weaker? Do you feel more fragile? Do yeah. you feel more fear? Uh, for me, since developing a faith, because I didn't have a faith before, and I did treat a higher power like a genie or Santa Claus who was supposed to grant my wishes, and then when they didn't, I was pissed off. Yeah. And I don't have that type of understanding anymore. I don't have that relationship with my higher power. But before before that, um, I had a lot more fear. I had a lot more worry. I had a lot more insecurity. I had a lot more anger, more resentment. Notice the pattern. All negative. Yeah. And now... I have more positive things in my life. Yeah. Well, and from a Christian perspective, which is what I am and that's what I believe, what I have come to realize in my own Christian journey is that God is with you where you are. His heart breaks with you. If you're grieved, he's grieved. If you're sad, he's sad. If you're lonely, he's lonely. And why doesn't he rescue us? Because he gave us this beautiful notion and this power of free will. So we get to choose. And just because something's bad has happened in our lives, it doesn't mean he's right there with us, not right there with us. And it doesn't mean that he's not breaking with you. That's what I believe. It kind of reminds me of the thinking too about God as a parent. Yes. As an all loving parent. And if you think about parenthood, if you've ever watched like um, a mother with a child, like a little toddler who's learning how to walk and they fall down. Um, I And I've seen different types, right? There's the type that goes, <gasps> oh my God, and goes rushing over to save the child. And usually nine times out of 10, that reaction instills in the child that something's wrong mm-hmm. and they're, they're, they become fearful and they start to cry. But then there's the opposite response is, you're all right. You're going to be okay. Yep. 
and the little kid learns to get up and dust themselves off and then the mum or dad can give them a little kiss and a little reassurance but yeah. it I think it teaches us that um you know there's going to be times when you just have to make a decision and get up and push through it yeah. whatever the pain is whatever the difficulty is yeah and just like a parent would not let a child run out into traffic and they would punish them for that some people believe that there's a punishing god or a god that doles out um consequences right i believe ultimately that we are responsible for our actions and whether you believe god or not is doling out those actions is your belief in your higher power Mm -hmm. but i believe there are some things in life where we're taught very harsh lessons for our own benefit yet we attribute the consequences to god when really we are powerful creators and i believe god goes okay if you want to go ahead and do that, you he gave us the ability to create in our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, all right, you go ahead and do that then. I can make a bad relationship happen. Yeah. Oh, I've forced. Very easily. <laughs> yeah. And when I look back, I know I have forced that to happen. Yes. And I, But I also know if I had surrendered that, it probably wouldn't have gone as far as it would have gone. Yeah. So we're very powerful. And sometimes we have to stop blaming outside of ourselves and blame inside. And that's why I love this program because it requires accountability. Yeah. It's like, it's easy to look at, oh, if you steal and you get caught, then you're going to go to jail. Or if you drive drunk and you get caught, um, you're going to go to jail. Or you yeah. could kill somebody. Those are natural consequences of that action. Yeah. But sometimes we don't think about the other things like forcing someone to be in love with you or to stay with you. Yeah. When, you know, both of you, it's not happy and things aren't going well. and Or yeah. staying in a job and, you know, that's not right for you. Or one I've heard, I didn't rob the place. I was just driving the getaway car. (laughs) I'm like, really? Okay. Well, I'm not the one that beat the person up. I was just standing there watching. Yeah. Let's look out. (laughs) Yes. And it's funny because you're like, all right then. But I think we all experience life from our own level of um, awareness and from our own perception. And our own accountability. And that's why once that flips, everything changes. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. So that's what we would say to that person. I hope that helped. And if it didn't, we are not experts on the topic. And there's a billion other people that could probably have something to say that would change yes. you or help yeah. you. Not change you, help you. I love, too, that this person found our podcast by typing in something so specific as um, they were doing a search for someone who was, was an alcoholic who now can drink normally. No way. I didn't know that. And somehow they got directed to this I love that. So if you don't have faith in a higher power... And that happens? I hope that that helped in some way. Oh my God, that's amazing. I didn't know that. (laughs) So we're glad you're here. We're glad you found us. And then we hope you stick around and listen to our next podcast, which is coming up shortly. Yep. I'm Lisa. I'm Julie. And this has been Two Sober Chicks. Bye.